Welcome to DSMLF Radio. The Digital and Social Media Leadership Forum is an organization where many of the world's leading companies come to meet, share and discuss insights and knowledge about social media and new technologies. Today I'm talking with Paul Zollinger-Reed, who is Boopa's Chief Medical Officer, where he's responsible for all clinical policies and decisions, including safety and quality, across Boopa's global businesses. He also leads the newly formed Boopa CMO Network, a group of chief medical officers from some of the world's largest organisations working in collaboration to improve the health of the world. So, welcome, Paul. Thanks for joining me. Hi, it's good to be with you. So, tell us a bit about what you see as the biggest challenges in healthcare today. Well, there's probably sort of three things that are all colliding. The first is an aging population. The second is the rise of what we call non-communicable diseases. And these are things like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and dementia. And in 2013, over 8 million people died at an age of less than 60 prematurely through these diseases three-quarters of those being in lower and middle-income countries. And what's interesting is that two-thirds of those are related to the risk factors such as smoking, diet, exercise, um, nutrition, alcohol. Those risk factors have a really big bearing on um, non-communicable diseases. And then the third thing that is really on the horizon and coming up rapidly is the affordability of healthcare. The costs of healthcare are rising much faster than the, inflate, the ordinary inflation you see in countries. So these three, the aging population, the change in the nature of disease, and the affordability of healthcare are almost a perfect storm coming together. Sounds quite scary, actually, thinking about that and, and the sort of examples that, that we see all, all in the news and, and out there all the time. So um, really interesting to, to hear that. So what's Boopa doing to, to tackle these challenges? So we're, we're working at a, diff, a variety of different levels. So if you take sort of policy and strategy, we're working with NGOs such as the Alzheimer's Society looking at, you know, 20% of dementia is preventable. If we, can, if we can address those risk factors, we can reduce the incidence. We're working with the World Heart Federation on getting people aware of their heart. And we've come up with um, a, a digital tool, which is a heart age calculator. So you could put your data in, and it tells you how old your heart is. Now, that sounds a bit weird, but actually, your heart, you may well find, is four or five years older than you. And then you can work out what you need to do to make it the same age or younger. We've done a lot of work and are doing a lot of work on what I see as the golden bullet is behavioural change. And we've formed a partnership with University College London and we're developing tools such as Boopaquit, which is a digital tool which is evidence-based to have, make, help people effectively quit smoking. And then a third part of our strategy is you know, half the people in the world are at work. And if you add their families in, you cover most of the world. So I actually see healthcare shifting, shifting from the locus of hospitals and clinics to the workplace. And so we're doing a lot of work through, you mentioned the Chief Medical Officer Network. We've also got a Chief Executive Officer Network looking at how you bring tools and techniques to the workplace. That sounds really interesting. And just to go back about the, the heart tool that you mm -hmm. talked about, so the heart could be older than you. What, 
what's what's causing that or, or, or um, how does well, that... So I'll use myself as an example. I'm 53 yeah. and l luckily my heart is only 44. <laughs> now, my, my father died when I was 18. He was 58. And my brother died at 53. Um, I've got a strong family history of heart disease. So from a young age, I kept fit. I kept an eye on my blood pressure. I kept my cholesterol down. And so by taking all those actions and keeping on top of them, I've managed my risk factors and I've got a young heart. And so it's really good, um, not just for people my age, but for youngsters to look at this and look, um, you know, look into the future and, and it helps to motivate people to make the change they need. And it's simple stuff um, and it reinforces those changes and helps them to lead a healthy life. Mm. And so interesting that, it, as you say, it's about sort of prevention rather than trying to deal with it, you know, once it's happened. Um, and really interesting to hear about uh, working with workplaces. I, I do some work with the Engage for Success movement where we talk about employee engagement and well-being is a, a big part of, of what we're talking about within within the movement yeah. at the moment. So in your experience as a doctor, how has the way that consumers approach their health and care changed in recent years? I think top of my list has to be about access. So access to healthcare is people's number one issue all across the world. You know, they want access, they want it now. And what we're now seeing, so in Bupa, we've got a couple of tools. We've got one called Bluer in Spain and in Luxmed in Poland, where you can do virtual consultations. So you can go on your iPhone, you can book an appointment, you can have a consultation. Um, if you need a prescription, that's delivered to your house, your medical records there. So you get access when it's convenient for you. And that really is what people are looking for because it helps allay their anxiety. And if they need further tests, etc., you can then um, arrange those. Also, um, I would say information. So, you know, the information superhighway, people, for when I was a doctor, um, would come in with stacks and stacks of stuff on diseases. Uh, and at times that was irritating, but actually it, it really has empowered people. And we're now turning that round into how can you use tools, and we use tools for shared decision making, so that you as the patient and me as the doctor can get the advice that's right for you as an individual. So we can take all that information and we can tailor it for you. And I think we're seeing a real change in the locus of healthcare from the healthcare professional to you as the patient, you managing your condition, you owning that condition. And my final thing is I think we're also seeing this change to wellness. I mean, wellness is an oft-used term, but if you think generally healthcare has been about fixing broken bits, you know, we talked about the heart, it's been fixing it when you have a heart problem. But now, with digi the digital era, we're starting to see things that really can change behavior um, and really can help people to lead the life they want to, to achieve the things they want to. So I think those are the, the three big shifts for me. Yeah. And and when you talk about using some of that technology, I guess you're, you're talking about um, things where people can monitor their own heart rate and, and things like that. What, what's Bupa doing to embrace that um, digital technology? What, what, what have you been doing you know, more specifically? So in this area? We, we, we've developed um, several tools. Um, 
One, one of them is called Booper Boost, which we use with our corporates, where people can record their data and they can challenge each other. Um, and actually, one of, the, one of the good things about behavioral change is if you can get people to compete against each other, it's fun, it's a <laughs> game, and, and they enjoy it. Um, and so that sort of tool has worked, worked really well. Um, we've used other, there's other things that we're adopting as well. I think the affordability is one that we need to think about. Um, and we've got a pilot in Chile around diabetes where people are remotely managing blood sugars and they're using their phones and apps to send the information in. And we're finding that actually that's reducing hospital admissions and making care more affordable. Um, and then at the other extreme, um, in Australia with the George Institute, we developed an app called Food Switch. And you go into a supermarket and you scan the barcode and it says, that's a really good choice or, uh-uh, try this one. Um, and actually, no pun intended, but that app flew off the shelf. And it became so popular that it went international and then some, and then it's been de developed into Fat Switch. So, those sorts of things where you empower people to make healthy choices um, have worked really well. The, the interesting thing about wearables is we're now starting to get a whole load of data. And if you think historically in health, we collect data such as blood pressure, um, you know, um, cholesterol. What we're starting to collect is stuff around mobility, around sleep, around stuff like that. And I think what we're going to get is we're going to see that we will identify patterns of behavior that can lead to disease. But what we can see is those patterns very early on and allowing us to intervene. Um, so we're beginning to get a whole wealth of data that we can be much more predictive about. It's mm -hmm. fascinating. So the, the event on, on Friday, uh, this Friday, the 27th of November, um, as we're recording yep. this, um, can you tell us a bit more information about it? What, what are you hoping to get from the day? Well, uh, it's a great opportunity for organizations to talk about what they're doing. So I'm going to talk about what we're doing and my vision and how I see healthcare uh, developing and the role of digital in that. And I, I find great benefit from talking to other organizations. So the Chief Medical Officer Network is absolutely great. We all share what we're doing and jointly together we make a bigger impact than individually. So I think it's about minds coming together, looking at the challenges of healthcare, but rising to those challenging and really being optimistic about the future. Healthcare has been slow to adopt digital. There's no doubt about that. But digital is in all aspects of our lives. And I think the time is now, it, we, we've now crossed that point of no return. And I think it's a great, exciting time in healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a, a great day um, to be able to sort of explore some of these topics in, in more detail. So thank you for joining us today. It's been really interesting talking to you, Paul. You're very welcome. Thanks for your time. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're continuing to cover a wide variety of themes and topics on the podcast. If you'd like to be on the show, please do get in touch with us. Uh, our website is dsmlf.info. DSMLF Radio. World-leading insight from world-leading peers, helping to accelerate your intelligence.